Welcome. Pull up a chair, fill your mug, get comfy, join us at the table for the most unusual tea party. Here's your host and graphologist, Teresa Abram. Welcome to the Tea Party, where we talk handwriting and people. I discovered my guest today, Leah Kemmerling, through an article she wrote called How to Rebuild Your Habits in the Aftertimes. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Now, a link for that article is going to be in the description below. I love this idea because we are not experts at everything, and I don't want to limit myself just to what I'm an expert in. So I'm always being a novice, and I think, you know what? You got to be a novice. You're going to do something poorly, but that's the only way to get to an expert. So when I read this article, I thought I need to have this lady on my show. So welcome to the tea party, Leah. I am delighted to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. I'm super excited to be here and it's my first time being a podcast guest, so I am going to do it poorly. Excellent. Well, I am truly honored to have you on for the first, your very first experience. There it is. Most podcast hosts that you meet, they are actually going to do a bit of research about you and probably know a lot more about you than you expect. I'm kind of atypical because with your handwriting sample, I want to keep it pure. So I don't do any research on you. I'm not actually even sure what it is that you do. So do you want to just explain a little bit about what it is that you do? Yeah. As of now, I am a fitness coach and a freelance writer. And I started doing that recently. I just actually left a job in tech. I've been working in tech previously, and then I've left tech before, explored some other things. And then when the pandemic hit, went back to tech. And now that, you know, things are kind of maybe getting back to somewhat normal, I have jumped off again into doing some more entrepreneurial ventures, um, which I'm sure you have seen in my handwriting. You're probably like, she does not stick around in one career too long. So yeah, now I am fitness coaching uh, remotely and in person, if anybody's ever interested in that, and also doing some freelance writing, which is partly how you found me. Very cool. Well, I'm delighted to hear that you're going to be doing more writing because really that article is just, it's amazing. Thank you. So what we're going to do, Leah, we're going to jump right into your handwriting, just because even from what you've just said, your handwriting reflects so much of that. (laughs) So let's just jump right into it. All right. So the first thing that is very obvious is that you have block printing. Now, block printing is where you use all capital letters, and that's usually used by like policemen and architectures because it's a requirement of their work and it's a way to remain emotionless. Yeah. You know, that's actually, it's fairly a new handwriting type for me. Um, A couple of years ago, you know, one of my earliest memories was in second grade, Um, My handwriting, I guess, wasn't good enough for my second grade teacher. And so she was trying to get me to do something different. And I can't remember, you might know what she was trying to achieve by doing this. But she basically, I was the only kid who had to do it. I had to go up to the chalkboard. I might be dating myself a little bit, but I had to go up to the chalkboard and I had to like clip my paper to the chalkboard and write basically against the wall. It was something about like the angle. I don't, I was like, what, seven years old in second grade. So I don't remember totally, but that really stuck out to me because I was the only kid in class who had to like walk up to the board. And so from that moment on, I was like, wow, you have bad handwriting, Leah. Like this has always been a thing for me. A couple of years ago, I was like, I feel a need to get this under control. And so I looked up how architects write. I grew up babysitting for a landscape architect who had the coolest block print. And I was like, 
I love Kim's handwriting. Let's like how like, she's an architect. Let's see. And lo and behold, you can learn how to write like an art- architect all over the internet. And so I did steal the block print from, from an architect. And then it's interesting too, who knows, but when I was doing, and I was working in entertainment for a while in Los Angeles, and you mentioned police officers and remaining emotionless, I always got cast as cops. <laughs> always the, the like tough, tall lady cop was always my, my typecast. That's uh. That was kind of how I, my bread and butter for a while there. That's interesting. Lady cops. <laughs> so, you know, on so many different layers, that's really quite interesting, Leah, because policemen are trained to use that. That is what they will use in public. And a lot of the times they might use it for their job. They're going to use it when they're thinking about their work. But in private, if they were to write a private note to themselves or a private note to a loved one, they would use a different script because now they want to be in touch with their emotions and themselves. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is you did send me, you admitted, you said, this is what I normally let people see. And then there's another writing that I have for when it's only me. And that's very reflective of exactly why policemen and architectures use that kind of printing. So what's going on on that subconscious level for you is being reflected in that or the other way, who knows, right? That story that you were telling about your teacher making you go up to the chalkboard to practice something. She was trying to get you to toe the line and do the normal, the normal things, follow the rules of writing. Yeah. But inside you knew that that wasn't really you. (laughs) It's very funny that you say that on every personality, anything I've ever done, it's like appeal to authority. No, no, (laughs) it's it's just like, don't try to tell me what to do. I will do the exact opposite just to spite you. Like, it's like Leah's stress response is acting out in the opposite direction. (laughs) So that totally makes sense too. why that would make me feel so just like out of control maybe, or just like, or too controlled to then be like, no, I'm going to have messy handwriting until I'm 28 years old. And and that's another thing is when we are, when you, you mentioned control actually a couple of different times now and block printing is a way that we control. It is like we are exerting control over our environment. Um, there's a reason why we also see this in ransom notes because those people are controlling that whole scenario. <laughs> so control is a really big aspect of somebody who uses block printing regularly and naturally. It, and the funny thing about human psychology is when we need to exert control over something, it's actually a signal that we're feeling out of control. So not just the fact that you have block printing, there's other things in there that also tell me about control. So. Let's take a look. Are you ready for this, Leah? Let's do it. (laughs) All right, let's do it. So we know that block printing, there's also control, but it's also a conscious desire to keep a little bit of a distance from people. That means you're reserved, you're private. You're going to think before you take action and you're cautious with your interactions with others. That all tracks. But you're probably thinking, and yet I'm also outgoing and friendly. (laughs) Yes, I am. I am a woman of mystery. I am. (laughs) I contain multitudes, Teresa. Unless you're talking to a graphologist. (laughs) In which case, I know that's what you're thinking because that's also there. So it's very much at odds with that outgoing and friendly nature that you have. And the reason that I know that you have that part is because your handwriting is what we would consider middle zone dominant. 
right? It's all pretty much on the level. It's all the same size in the same area. There's nothing that's going way above it and there's nothing that's dropping below the main line of writing. It's all in a line. And when we see that main zone, it does tell us there's a little bit more of a friendliness that you're very present and gonna be open. The other part of this is some of your O's are open. Like here, you see how at the top, it's open at the top. You don't actually complete that O. Quite often you do. And this again is your writing that you have for people to see publicly. When we flip over to the one that you do privately, a lot of your O's are open. And that's how we know that there is that openness and that friendliness. Your closed O's, which is really good if you're doing, you know, journalistic and you're being a fitness coach, does show that, you know what, you're not going to tell people secrets. So you can keep your mouth closed when you need to. So it's a really good dynamic there, but it is a bit of a push and pull where you have both the reserve and, and the friendliness. That's interesting. That totally tracks with just what I know about myself is when are people like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And I'm like, neither. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't know how many people have I been around recently? And then I'll tell you whether or not I'm an introvert or an extrovert. Yes. Isn't that so true, right? That's definitely, true. yeah, that's what we see. Now, another thing that we know, because you're doing block printing like that, and it is very separate. And what I mean by separate is you're doing block printing. And most of them, not 100%, but most of them are separate. You have breaks. I mean, occasionally you do connect them, right? You can see up here, there's a little bit of a connection. But a lot of them are very separate. And that lets me know that you form your opinions and you will share your opinions. And while you like it, if others agree with you, it's not necessary. You're totally okay if they don't to share your opinion, but it's also not going to change yours. You, you know your opinion and you stand by it. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which I'm sure has made it fun during the whole mass <laughs> and um, craziness that has been the last 18 months or so. <laughs> you know, I might let you have your opinions about that, but that does not mean <laughs> I am not judging on the inside. <laughs> so I'm just going to be honest here. <laughs> we all try, right? That's all we can. You know what? For. You got to stand for something. Yep. There you go. And the thing with this is because it is, you're really clear. So you have very distinct lines. There's no entanglement. One line does not get mixed up with the next line. It's very consistent. You have nice spacing all the way through, except for one spot. It's very, very consistent. So that does show me though, that you're not just emotional. So your opinions, they're not coming from an emotional reaction to something. They're, they're going to be thought out. And again, we come back to that think before you take action. You're also going to think before you have an opinion. Definitely. I think that's also partly why writing is what I like to do and what I do. Yeah. Reading things, forming opinions about them, letting them ruminate, marinate in them a little bit, and then coming out with something of my own. That's that's literally my day job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad that you can say that because it's such a core part of your personality. Yeah, that was something that I, I really struggled with going back into tech was it's tech. You know, I was looking up HTTP status codes and in logs all day for eight hours a day. Um, you know, and I was I was working with customers, but at the same time, like it's it's just not not the same. Yeah, I'm excited to get get back into doing things that are more uh, aligned with like what you can see. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's so obvious in your writing. It's like, we know that's a core personality trait for you. Um, what's interesting is like, I can see you moving into tech 
in, like I can see the attraction there for you because it is very organized. There's not a lot of surprises that are going to happen. And you do like to have things organized and planned. Even in my messy handwriting that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a th- okay. Oh, oh, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Because and to a lay person, Teresa, it's like I look at my handwriting and I'm like, and I think that's partly probably why I switched to block print a few years ago is because it was like, when I looked at that handwriting, I'm like, oh, that's like a disorganized mess of a person. Like it was like almost some like shame around it. Right. Of like that person's slot, which I'm sure you have a lot of folks who deal with that in this case, but like, oh, that person looks sloppy. When I look at that handwriting, the other handwriting. Um, So that's fascinating that that comes through. Cause yeah, like I am fairly organized and strategic and plan and try to at least. Yeah, absolutely. And when you think about it too, like architectures and policemen, they are also going to be very organized. They have to be, I mean, there's a little bit of spontaneity that happens, but architecture, I mean, it's very organized. It is very methodical. It is very structured for what they're going to do. And people's lives and safety depend on on both both counts. Yeah. I have to know that this is my process so that if something happens, they can say, you know, I, I did my process. This is my process. And right. I do. And same with police. They, they have a process that they're going to go through and it's trained into them, even in emergency situations, that this is the process that you follow. And so block printing is very much that. And because yours is so consistent, your sizing is consistent, your lines are consistent. We know that that is just part of who you are. So I, I can see the appeal of tech, but I can also <laughs> see the appeal of the other one more. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that's interesting is if we zoom out a little bit here, it's hard to see on here on this picture, but the borders of your page, you can sort of get an idea for it. If you look at the left one here, the left border, the margin is very consistent. I mean, there's a little ripple, but very, very minor. And you had a very consistent border across the top and your right-hand border is a little bit different, but overall it was still there and fairly consistent in width. And that again, that consistency shows that you are organized. Again, it just shows that you like to plan things um, and productive. And the other part of this is that because your lines go to the end, it shows that you can finish things. So when you start something, you're going to see it through to the end. Yeah, definitely. It's something I'm like struggling to be like, yeah, that tracks because of the last 18 months, like there have been (laughs) a lot of stops and starts for me. And I think for a lot of folks too. But yeah, I mean, that is something that that does bug me if I don't finish something. Yes. And and that's interesting because like you say, for the last, you know, during our unusual times that we're living, sometimes you can't finish what you start. And sometimes though, that's not because of you. I think if you had your druthers, it would be a done. Yeah, that's a good point. Although in your article, like you talk about, right, it's like getting back into the habit of who you were before. It's like, we're expecting ourselves to be able to jump back right back into our, you know, where we were before. And it's just, you can't not happening. No, no, definitely. Yeah. There's it's, you're just asking way too much of yourself to just kind of act like nothing happened for the last almost two years. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like push it out of your mind and just start again. It's like that. No, you can't, you got to feel things. You have to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to work back up to where you were. You did not get to where you were. Right. In a day. Yeah. So it's going to take that time again to get back to where you were. And I I think that's just such an important part for us to have that, that graciousness to ourselves. We need to extend it to say, Hey, it's okay. It's okay to start again. Yeah. The graciousness is such a good word. Um, Mm -hmm. It just really like, it just hits on something very core 
And then, you know, I often think too, like whenever I hear myself being mean to myself about like not finishing something or being critical, when those tapes start playing, I try to stop them. And I'm like, would you say that to your friend? And that always like, because no, if my friend was like, yeah, I went through something really hard and it's been a real struggle to get, get back to whatever it might be. I would never be like, wow, no, you're just lazy and you suck and you should just give up. And what's wrong with you? I would never <laughs> say that to my friend. You'd have a very small <laughs> friend circle, yeah. a very small social circle. <laughs> yeah. But then here I am in my own head, like, gosh, you're so stupid. You're so bad at this. Why don't you do that? Like, gosh, you're lazy. This, that, like, get up, come on. Like, it, and it's just kind of bonkers that we like are cool talking to ourselves. Like, and I think we all do it to a degree. We do. We yeah. all have that because that's what our brain is wired to do, right? It is a worry machine. As much yeah. as we want to make it to be anything else, ultimately it comes down to a worry machine and it's there to keep us safe. So it's always going to be looking. Which, you know, it's done a pretty good job of the last three to 4 million years. Like that's, exactly. that's what that was there for. And so now we're in this world where, you know, I don't need to worry about a saber toothed tiger sneaking up on me, but my heart is going to do the same thing when, you know, I'm late for something or I forgot to pick up something at the grocery store and there are these, it's such a disproportionate response, but it serves a really important purpose. Exactly. And I mean, we have a lot of generations that have perfected that. I mean, <laughs> so that's natural selection, right? That's why our ancestors, we're here right now. Our ancestors got really good at, at being worry machines. That's right. So I think that's, you know, when I, when you say, well, the last little bit, I haven't really completed stuff. That's where I would challenge you a little bit on that, Leah, and just say, is it really that you haven't, or it's just, you didn't reach the level that you wanted to or expected yourself to, but you know, you're doing what you can. Yeah. That's all we can ask. It is indeed. It's all that we can ask. Now I do want to just touch, oh, your tea. Oh yes. I do definitely want to. Oh yeah. Do I have a good tea? Oh, I like your tea because Oof. Oof, she says, no, no, it's good. <laughs> it's, you do have a couple of different varieties of tea, but the one that I want to focus in on is this one right here. You see, it's here the start of thinking or here on the two. It's usually at the beginning of a word. And what you notice is it's like an upside down dish mm, okay, or a frown or an umbrella that you're topping your tea stem with. And you see it quite frequently. Yeah, there is a little arch. There is, there's just this nice little arch that we have going there. And when we see that upside down dish shape, it's considered a protective stroke. Mm. So there are certain ones in handwriting that we have where it's a protective stroke, and that is one of them. And again, that just shows us that you are concerned about protecting yourself and not just yourself, you know, privately with your emotions and things, but also protecting yourself physically. Mm. So it does tell us that you take your physical health very seriously because you want to protect your body. Saber tooth tiger attacks. (laughs) (laughs) Or just a whole bunch of chips. Definitely. And I do eat a lot of chips sometimes, especially in the last two years. (laughs) But no, that, and that totally tracks with um, getting into fitness training as, as a career path. It does. And yeah, it does definitely. Yeah. When you said you were, you know, going back to freelance writing and a fitness coach and I'm like, yep, that makes sense because there it is right there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Protection. Yeah. That's cool. That's super cool. 
Because I just would have been like, oh, it goes down because it connects is, connects into the H's. Mm-hmm. But no, there's so much more behind it. It's this, There's a story to tell. Yes. The other thing is it speaks to your self-control. Interesting. Is that like a also a protection thing? It or? is, yeah. Self-control, okay. just especially when you're in public, because this is the one that you have other people, you'll let them see. And so it does show there's that self-control that you will let people see what you want them to see. And the rest you're going to keep under wraps. Super secret. Super secret. I have a lot of secrets. Yeah. That's why. No, you know, it's just, it's also just funny because once I started writing like this, people were like, wow, I can read your thank you notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like every person in my family was like, yeah, we've noticed that you've put effort into that. <laughs> Self-control, right? You're learning how to control getting your message out for sure I guess so yeah so but you have secrets so you were being cast as a policeman so now after this podcast you're going to be like getting the phone call to say we need you as a spy (laughs) (laughs) people be like can you write my ransom note (laughs) (laughs) again yeah he'll be the (laughs) (laughs) go-to the whole fitness training doesn't work out then there you go there we go back up it's good to have a plan <laughs> absolutely there there it is I always have a plan there you go exactly it's there in the strokes yes it really is now before I take a look at your spot the lie Leah I just want to bring it real quick this is the handwriting sample that you gave me which is your own personal script and it is substantially yes. different okay right yeah it is mm-hmm. <laughs> even just look try like it's interesting how like I, I do feel like a third party observer now, like looking at it on a screen with you. Whereas before it's just like handwriting, you know, and now it's like, oh, no, this is something more. I can see it. It's surprising how when you really see them, especially side by side, how different they are. Yeah. And so that, again, just really does come back to that idea where you are that private person. You will let people know what you want them to know, but there's a whole inner life going on that you don't let out except for very select few. And we know that there are a few people in your life that you will let it out and they know who you are because you do, even though it's printing here, Mm -hmm. it is more pronounced where you have definite solid connections to the next letter. Oh, is that like a connection with people thing? Yes. When you, okay. You got it. Neat. So you do definitely have those spots where it's a solid connection. So we know that there are people in your life that you do let into your inner sanctum and you do make that connection with them. Definitely. Yeah. They're there. Now, the other part about this is that now you're no longer in your middle zone. So you remember how we said it's all just one level. So now we see here, we're now we're starting to see, we see upper zones. This is where your L is going higher than your I, the F goes higher than your E, the T is the H higher than your A. So we've got those upper zone extensions going on. And we have these lower zones where you drop into your lower zone. So now what we get to see is a much more balanced and well-rounded Leah. And this is where we can really see your intelligence because we see these parts going up into the air, but they're not so much so that you're conceited. There are some that we see that and it's like, Ooh, this is a person who <laughs> might be oh, some of those people who have, who have come into my life might be like, Oh, Teresa, nope, not true. <laughs> The ego is strong on this one. (laughs) Well, yes and no, right? Like the ego is there, but it's not to the point of conceit. Okay. 
that's good though right oh it is good right yeah yeah but that's interesting and so it's the the height of the letters per the line right okay now if all of your writing looked like this one i'm going to zoom in on just one right here if all of it looked like this where it was really really high and a little teeny tiny a that would be conceit. So if we saw this everywhere, then we would gotcha. know okay, actually now we're tipping into the zone of, you know, uh, you're too far. Yeah, exactly. Too yeah. far. Whereas yours isn't <laughs> your, your, your middle zone does go bigger. So for the most part, it's fairly balanced. Like this one is very balanced. This is very balanced. This is balanced. So that's really important to see. And it shows that love of ideas and thoughts. And that's where we know for sure that those ideas, opinions, and thoughts that you have are going to be based on your research and your ideas. You're going to take from others and then create them for yourself. Which is crazy to me that you pick that up because these note cards that I sent is literally an idea I straight up stole from an author named Ryan Holiday. And he does a note card system as well, which he also stole from a bunch of people who do a note card system. So it's just like a, an endless, an infinite loop of note card system stealing. But I read books, I write down quotes and thoughts and ideas from it, keep them in a shoebox. And then when I want to write an article or I want to write something, I go through all the quotes in the book that are on the note cards that I've written to like piece it together and have like pieces to string together. So yeah, it is, it's my take on his take on someone else's take on someone else's take. System. <laughs> yeah. Where you're taking from yeah. others and then creating your own from it. So, and, and literally the whole system is based on that. Yeah. That's wild. You could see that. That's really cool. That's cool. That is neat. Thank you for sharing that story. That's actually yeah. really fascinating. Now, the one thing too, that we see here is this is faster writing. So when you do your block printing, it's going to be a little bit slower than this. This is much, much faster. And that just shows that you, you know, your brain works fast. So even though on the one hand, you can slow it down and be very, very methodical and very, um, you know, procedure based, this is the one that shows that fast thinking, challenge me, inspire me, try to keep up with me. It's interesting you say that too, because when I write block print, I get so impatient with how slow it takes me to <laughs> <Yes>. write. <laughs> and I'm just like... Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's something that you have assumed, right? It's like if you, but it's not necessarily fitting a hundred percent. Yes, I can see that. It's like a pair of jeans, maybe that maybe sort of kind of fits and they work, but, and you're attached to them, but yeah. It's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, the one other thing I wanted to mention about this is the variations in slants because we have some letters that go to the left some that are fairly vertical meaning they go up and down and then we have some that kind of go to the right so we actually have all three slants on your sample it's interesting when you look at like that's definitely to the right and yet over here that's definitely to the left so we have all three different slants showing in your writing and what that shows is that while you are often logical and often in your head, like your head is going to rule over your heart, you actually still do have those emotions. And there are times where it does come through. So your energy really does flow. And actually what you were saying at the beginning about being, are you extroverted or introverted? That's exactly mm -hmm. what this is. Your energy at times will flow outwards towards others being an extrovert. And then there's the times where it's going to be flowing inwards and you're the introvert. That variation of slants like you're showing it conveys the image of someone who likes to 
dip their toe into that sea of humanity and then step back to internally process the experience. And that's how you're going to form your opinions. That's scary, almost how correct that is. Um, yeah, no, that, that's something I've known about myself since I was a kid. Like I remember going to summer camp and like needing a day and everyone would be like, what's that chick's problem? But like, I would like need a day to like sit back scope. And then, and I'm always like, whenever I need to make a decision, I need to like take a lap, get a view, think, yeah. Like that's just a hundred percent, like a thousand percent. Correct. Yeah. No, like I always need to dip my toe in pull back a little bit, suss it out, then I'll make a decision. And then usually when I make the decision, it's like, okay. Right. And that's where we, we're going. Once you have your opinion, (laughs) once you have your decision, you've assessed it, now you're good. And you know, you know, the reasons for it. And it makes it much stronger. Like it makes you much stronger in that opinion because you know, the reasons for it. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was really, I I really loved having this extra sample of your writing because it just gave us that little bit more, you know, a little deeper insight into you beyond the block printing. Definitely. And I noticed that do the T still do, I guess some of the T still do the, like on the that's that's T does the little hat. Yeah. You do have a little bit of a hat, right? And this one here, it's kind of midway this, but it's still got a little but you do have it. It's not as pronounced as that first one. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's where it's, it's again, the difference between outer, that person who you are when you're out in the world and the inner, inner life that's going on. You don't, (laughs) people see me working out very hard. They do not see me eating chips on the couch in my couch burrito. Exactly. (laughs) Those are my secrets. Part of it is that you don't feel that need to protect yourself from yourself. So as far as being a coach goes, that means you have self-awareness. You're not protecting yourself from yourself. You're going to be open and honest. Oh, cool. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's neat. So it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's there a little bit, but not to the same degree as what we saw. I, it wouldn't be what gotcha. I would notice and say, oh, look at that. Gotcha. All right. Now, one other thing, Leah, to look at. I had asked you to put a lie somewhere in your handwriting sample. I was excited for this part. Okay. Was, <laughs> we have two very waiting for emotions it. right now. <laughs> well, was it, I'm guessing it's more difficult to spot a lie when I am writing in an emotionless print. Yeah. I should have written you a lie in my quick print. Yes, exactly. Right. In your quick print, I think I would have spotted it like, like that. Um, with block printing where it's so much more controlled and slower, it is much harder because the whole process is slowed down. And so you have far more control over it because my ransom notes will be good. You better believe it. And because your emotions (laughs) are automatically being removed from, from the writing, a lot of the cues when it comes down to your lie are based on emotions. It's that change in your chemical responses, right? We're talking about, you know, the brain and the worry. And when you go to lie, the same thing pops up in your mind. We, Mm -hmm. most of us know, that lying is wrong and we get uncomfortable. Even when we're invited to do it, there's still some <laughs> emotional change. I felt so bad. I'm like, Teresa seems so nice. I don't want to lie. Like, <laughs> yes. She's asking me to. Like, yes. <laughs> A lot of people are just like, this was really hard. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is definitely harder. Now, not as hard as I have um, an ex-KGB agent who's coming on the show. That's super cool. It's very cool, actually. And he put three lies in 
So that's really complicated because now my baseline even is skewed because I don't know what's the lie and what's not. So he took it a step further where I'm like, okay, that's actually. Was he writing in Latin characters or in Cyrillic? He wrote in English. Okay. So yeah. 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 I guess English because he was a sleeper agent. So he was actually trained to come into the States where he assumed an American identity. Oh my gosh. So he's very, very comfortable with English and the American way. Okay, cool. Wow. Fascinating. That's, I'm, that's fascinating. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he, super fascinating guy. Um, all right. His name's Jack Barsky. If you want to look him up, he's super fascinating. Okay. Now I'll have to tune in for this episode as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Spot the lie, Leah. Now, when I turn yours upside down, this is always a great way because it stops me from reading words. Hmm. And as I know very well, while handwriting doesn't lie and the science isn't wrong, me as a person, I can definitely get in the way of it and and make the wrong interpretation. So when I turn it upside down, what I want to look for is what catches my attention. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to say what's out of place. And for me, what really catches my attention is right here. This spot right here, because okay. we all of a sudden have some really weird slant going on. Okay, big gap where that is a big gap. It is a big gap, isn't it? You see how big that is. Mm-hmm. We have another big gap down here, and so I'm like, okay, this is interesting where we have these gaps, but there's a big difference between them. This gap, along with this really strange sort of slant that all of a sudden goes on. Mm-hmm. And the scribble. And the sure. scribble. This slant goes down, drops. And usually when our line drops, it's a drop in our emotion. So if we're feeling up, our lines are going to go up. And if we start feeling down, our lines are going to go down. Hmm. So it can be a sign when somebody is lying and they're not feeling very good about this, the energy drops. <laughs> interesting so that's the one that catches my attention this one when it goes up the reason we have a gap is because it goes up and so that means okay maybe you're getting excited about something knowing that we take a look and we read it and it's like this is an uh you ride over the island in a small aircraft that was absolutely (laughs) amazing another trip highlight was so you're talking about a trip highlight and you're going on a downhill slant that's a dissonance right? That is dissonance. (laughs) It is. So that, that definitely has a warning sign down here. It says, makes me want to head back and keep on it. So this makes sense. You're getting excited. It's going up because you're like, yes, (laughs) that makes sense. Yes. No dissonance. So I'm going to say that somewhere in here, either it's the small aircraft, there's not something not right about that, or there's something about this highlight that you were thinking about the lie. And all of a sudden you're not actually being a hundred percent upfront. Okay. So that's fascinating. I love that. It's like, this was so fun. And my handwriting's like, this was terrible. <laughs> that's, that's yes, great. exactly. <laughs> it is. Um, so that wasn't the lie, but I can tell you where, why psychologically this might have come across as a lie. Okay. The lies in the first sentence. Oh, so it's the 30th. No, actually, my husband took me to Kauai, so I just switched the island. Not Maui. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, but this is where I think that it might have made my own brain maybe like trip up. Mm -hmm. I have gone to Maui as well. 
So everything that I wrote about happened in Kauai, but I wrote, I said Maui. And um, so my, I'm wondering if my brain was like, but you also went to Maui. (laughs) Yes. So maybe that's why. But the other thing about the trip highlight, I think I know exactly why that is slanting down. Okay. (laughs) You're going to, you're going to be like, girl, that's in the writing. You don't have to tell me this. (laughs) I (laughs) couldn't remember what the type of seal name was. Mm -hmm. I could, I started writing it because it was like a big deal and and they had it cordoned off on the beach and it was like, don't freaking touch this, uh, this seal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was an elephant seal. And then my logical brain was like, it was not an elephant seal. Those are not endangered. Get on Wikipedia and look it up. (laughs) And so I got on Wikipedia (laughs) at that moment. Okay. Look up a monk seal. So that's what I'm guessing was happening in my brain of like, why can't you remember what type of seal it was? Right. Get your seal facts straight. Yes. Okay. That would make sense then because this among seal too was really a bit of an anomaly because you put the A right next to the M. Right. Every other word it, is like space. Yes. You're not. So yes. And then also when I was looking up what type of seal it was, when I, go- when I Googled endangered seal Hawaii, yeah. the first thing that came up was tourists kill another endangered monk seal and I just got so angry because it's like they just are like the cutest little blubbers and they just lay on the beach and are adorable and like people like just mess with them you know and and so that's I I guess that's probably why that big space showed up and why it's going down because I was like yep that'll be it why why would you do that to a monk seal exactly they're majestic yeah why would you baffling yeah. I would like to read their uh, memory handwriting sample f- about their trip to Kauai. Right? No. <laughs> and then we murdered a monk seal on the beach because we were bored. I, <laughs> like, I don't, I can't, I, I cannot relate to these people. No, me either. I don't understand it. I have trouble even swatting a mosquito and usually just like, shoo, shoo. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't uh, just go find somebody else. <laughs> yeah. But that's really interesting that, that that's what, I mean, it, it really does show how your emotion is going to come through in mm-hmm. your handwriting. Um, so even though it wasn't deceit in that case, that was just other, other, other feelings coming and that's in. That's why we have that dissonance. And that's one of the things with, you know, with any kind of lie detection, whether it's um, body language or a polygraph or this is what we're really looking at is a deviation from a baseline or a dissonance. And then we know emotions are engaged, but we don't know the circumstances. So that's awesome. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. Can you tell, is the Maui different well, at all? <laughs> yes. Your A now, yeah. is different. Oh, that's super different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like its own V first and like a mm-hmm. extra stroke. Yeah. And it looks like the, I'm trying to see another M. Oh no. My M does have that. The I on Maui is also very far away. The I is far away. Yep. It is. So yeah, there are a few things there that uh, I feel like, you've- and they made the the periods really weird there too. It is, so. it's a dash. Yeah, that's not a period. Yes, it's a dash. So it's interesting. Once you know where it is, it's like all of a sudden now it's like that's that's your tell. So if, yeah. if you were to do another one, it would be like, okay, we're gonna watch for a really different A or different letter in there. Is there anything that's separated more than normal? And how do you end it? Because that dash is actually quite <laughs> remarkable. 
the dash is like, and next. <laughs> yes. I, I wrote the lie. I did not like it. Yep, for next going. thing. Okay. Got it through. <laughs> Check that off the list. Yes. Done. For sure. For sure. That's funny. Yeah. So that's what it was. Okay. That would make sense. Neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really fascinating that you picked up on that emotion about monk seals. Mm-hmm. This and, was definitely. And like, like, yeah, that's definitely something there. Yeah. Yeah. Really, there was more really to the story. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to rename this whole episode, this little spot here, instead of calling it spot the lie, it's going to be the more to the story segment. Cause there's always more to the story. Yeah, definitely. But I, I can totally see why that would come across as deceitfulness. Cause it is completely different. Good decoy. I definitely planned it. Just that cunningness coming back that, uh, planning and organization. Yeah. You know, but what I, I really love about this spot, the lion, I mean, overall I'm about 60%. So this is something that, and I think that's good because it still puts it, you know, odds are in my favor that I'm going to mm-hmm. see a lie. And anytime that you can help somebody spot deception, if you can take it off of just straight up chance, it's, it's good. Or even if it can say, well, at least ask them more about this question, ask them a little bit more, dig into this area to see what else is going on there, because it, it does give you something. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because it at least gives you some sort of foothold. Yeah. What I think is interesting is, so I do this and, and I'm often wrong my own podcast. And I'm often wrong on that spot, the lie, but that's, I think what really appeals to me about your article, Leah, is just that idea of, we don't have to be perfect. I do not have no. to get this hundred percent of the time. I may think I should, but that's not even being realistic. Definitely. And it, it's not being realistic. Like even a you know, a polygraph machine can't be a hundred percent right. And that is a literal machine built to detect lies. You know, machines are, are imperfect for sure, but yeah, to expect that it would, would just be crazy. But what I think is extra cool is that like, you're willing to put yourself. And I think the most important thing is that you're willing to put yourself out there and you're willing to go, you know what, I'm not, I'm probably, I might not get this right, but I'm going to try and I'm going to look at it and we're going to look at it together yeah. and we're going to do that. You know, there's no, there's no courage in perfection. And I think that's a, so like, I, like, I think that that's really important to when you are doing something new and you are trying to put something creative out into the world, like there is no courage in perfection because you, you need to be okay. Looking dumb. You just have to, you have to be a novice at some point. Exactly. And like, yeah, every, your first, everything might really suck and that's okay. You know, um, it is, but it's even after that, it's even experts will mess up. Yes, it, definitely. Right. It's, it's just the human condition. Perfection is just not what we get. <laughs> no. And you know, you can change your handwriting to be more in control of it. Like some weirdos, uh, but at the end of the day, like you really don't, all you have control over is the effort that you put into it and that you gave your best at any given moment and, and really, and being okay and accepting that your best is going to look different from day to day. Yeah. And I think that's really hard for us because what might be considered perfect one day is definitely not perfect the next. Mm-hmm. And so how do you work with that? How do you get better. You can't get better if you're perfect. No. And it just comes back to like you, like you were saying in your articles, like just start anything is better than nothing. Yes. Anything. And I think in your article, you talked about, um, uh, saving money where if, even if you save $5 a month or I forget the number that you use, but even $5 a month is better than zero. 
Yeah, the um, what folks have reached out to me most about was the line about the alarm clock or the snooze button. Because in the article, I say hitting the snooze button once is better than hitting it three times. And that's still a bad thing, but it's still better than yesterday. Yes. And I and I, that one I just love because I think, I don't know, I, I think waking up, like waking up to start the day when you expect perfection out of yourself is an exhausting endeavor. Right. And, and with that one too, it's like, it's like, that's the very first one. That's how you're starting your day of saying, "Ugh, I didn't do it. Like that's how you're starting your day. That sucks. That does suck. Like back to that being gracious to ourselves gives her, you know, that moment of saying it's okay. Yeah. Like, like, wow. The first 30 seconds of your day and you're already not good enough. Oh my goodness. It's okay. That's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) that is. Uh, there's a better way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some slack. Exactly. It's okay. And it's all good. Give yourself some slack and recognize, Hey, a lot of people suffer from handwriting shame. <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually have to yes. change it to match anybody anymore. <laughs> you can- but it does let you cultivate an aura of mystery it and, <laughs> and maybe open up your, uh, acting profile a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it was always fun. You did get to wear cool costumes and you got cooler props and, and all that stuff. But, but you know, you might, might get to play some other stuff. Indeed. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Leah. This has really been fun and I've enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much, Teresa. This was a blast. Um, yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being kind to me during this. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Thank you. I'm so happy to have been here. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening. If you're wanting to hear more from Teresa and her guests, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice and follow her on Instagram at handwriting underscore PI.